Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth, host of Time to BS. Being a part of Belly Up brings along some cool stuff and partners to join our crazy journey, that's for sure. Like Manscaped, for instance. Finally, a way to delicately clean and trim your fermundas without cutting them. Because that'll hurt like hell. Use the promo code BellyUpFantasy at Manscaped.com for 20% off your next order. That's BellyUpFantasy in all caps at Manscaped.com. It's time to BS. Mike. What's up, bud? Do you remember Jim Croce, the guitarist? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How am I just discovering this motherfucker right now? You're just now discovering them? We did this before. We did this very early on in the podcast. Where I was like, I was, <laughs> was fucking Dave, too. <laughs> it's like, dude, you know you know that great song by Hinder Lips of an Angel? And he's like, Aww. you just found that song now? <laughs> dude, I remember Hinder. They were, they were amazing. I, I will look back. And I look back in particular about, like, the music that we grew up with, mm-hmm. and I listen to today. I mean, very, very rarely you find some good songs, right? But most of the time, it's like, "Good God, you suck!" Well, I mean, you listen compared to it now. The music that we were listening to is like, how in the world did we like that song back then? Because it's not, you know, there's nothing catchy about it. There's no TikTok dance to it. There's no. Nope. Whatever is just a flat out freaking song that at the time we loved and you know I don't know how far back am I going to put myself but I'm going to put myself that far back is <clears throat> dude I can remember growing up dude if it was a favorite if there was a favorite song I loved that the radio was playing dude I'm hitting that cassette player I'm pressing record and not only am I going to make it am I going to record the song. But that stupid song is going to be my ringtone. <laughs> voice message when people call me, so they can hear it too. So, you know, for me, it was the Imperial you know, March. You know. It was the Imperial March from Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> That's my ringtone. <laughs> dude, those were the days. I don't care what he says. Those were the days, dude. And I listen uh, to like some country music today. I'm like, oh, Lady Wilson. Oh, you're good. And I listen to like. Like a jelly roll. Yep. Like what the who the fuck made you? <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. They're coming down here to Oklahoma City. I've never heard of the jelly roll until then. He's you actually listen to that guy talk and mm-hmm. like 
you listen to his story and you're like, how the fuck are you here? There's no way. I will... I'll send you that podcast. He did a podcast with Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's no conceivable way in hell. But like, where the fuck is it? There it is. Do, 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 do. And that's 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 the second show from Joe I'm gonna I sent you. Sweet. That's the first one, one week. The first one. I'm doing BS sessions with Wong and I'm gonna fucking pick his brain about that. You know what I'm talking about. Knob <coughs> <coughs> Creek. Fuck you. Ugh. But dude, what's now? I'll have, to, I'll have to listen to this one. This one's uh, interesting. Oh, he's such a good dude to talk to. Interesting. He's such a good dude to listen to. He really is. Like, did you hear? I'm, def- I'm definitely not uh, not doubting him. I know. Uh, obviously, if you're making it to the you know the arenas, you're obviously doing something. But uh, when they announce, I'm like, I don't know who Jelly Roll is. But uh, yeah, I'll listen to that one. And I was listening to Eric Clapton too the other day. I'm like, oh. I've never seen him live. And I'm like, no. You never saw him live? Mm-mm. I saw him live, and Gary Clark Jr. opened for him. Interesting. Gary Clark Jr. opened for Eric Clapton in Madison Square Garden. And I remember that concert, and I was like, Okay, we have the next generation of guitarists because Gary Clark's fucking awesome. Right. And then you have the old generation of Clapton. Yep. It's like the old, the new and the old. And it's like, that's fucking awesome. And like, what gives me hope of music today is like, okay, I listen to Greta Van Fleet. I listen to Joe Bonamosa. Mm-hmm. I listen to Gary Clark Jr. I listen to like... You know, Jelly Roll, Laney Wilson, every now and then, like Morgan Wall and Luke Holmes. Like, I listen to those guys. I'm like, okay, this gives me hope. If Mm -hmm. anything gives me hope about music, it's these guys. And I like, I like Luke Holmes. Good person to talk to, also. He's a good dude to listen to. He really is. Morgan Wall will be, I bet, I bet. Who do you think will be a. How much should I say this? Who do you think would be more funnier, Luke Combs, uh, Jelly Roll, or uh, Morgan Wallen? Jelly Roll's funny. He's really he? funny. He's really funny. I'll take him then, probably on that one. Who else is it? like? Because we grew up with BB King, we grew up with Led mm-hmm. Zeppelin, and it's like, oh, I was listening to BB King at work this uh, this afternoon, and I'm like. They don't make these guys anymore. No, they don't. No, the music, the music that we listen to, and heck, I don't care. You can go back farther than that, but the music that we grew up to is not the music that these kids and these people listen to nowadays. It has completely changed because, dude, I remember on MTV, dude, there was a freaking music video for an hour from two to three with Dire Straits. Dire Straits. They made a whole song about that. Money for nothing. They really did. They really did. Man. 
Um, uh, what's that one guy's name? Uh, I can see his face. Akon. Do you remember Akon? Oh, for God's sakes. Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. There's there's the only soft side of music from the 2000s that I will, like, have a soft side for. Mm -hmm. It's R&B, not even close. Because I listen to Nelly. I'll listen to Nelly. I'll listen to Mary J. Blige. I'm like... What the hell? This is great. Yep. This is great shit. And that's why, like, the, the year the Rams were in the Super Bowl and, like, um, mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige was part of the halftime show and, like, Eminem and Snoop Dogg, I'm like, yes, time warp in a good way. Well, dude, that's, you know, you know, I, I uh, like I said, I, I, and I'll get in one of those moods, dude. I just literally will go back to, I may just pick like 2000s or 2010s uh-huh. or 19, you know, 99 best music back then because, dude, some of those songs, and then you listen to like, holy crap, I remember that song. Yeah. I remember that song. Yeah. And then you start singing to it. Yeah. <laughs> it could be in the bathroom taking a shit and you'd be like, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> and I'm always on time. <laughs> with the battles between what was in sync and uh, Backstreet Boys, that Jesus was the most stupidest battle back and forth. Oh my god! And then somewhere dead smack in the middle was Green Day. Huh? Yep. I will never forget this. My sister had a Green Day poster on like the door of her bedroom, and me being like seven or eight years old at the time, right? I t- I accidentally. I- Accidentally, I on purpose like made a tiny rip in the poster. <laughs> Never forget this. She comes out screaming, "Daniel, what the hell?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Me being eight years old, the time, I was like, "I don't, I don't listen to your shit. I listen to Led Zeppelin." Eight years old, I listened to Led Zeppelin. Wow. I thank my dad for that. My dad, oh my god, my dad. <laughs> There's another good story before we get to sports. Um, no, you're good, dude. So no, I love this shit. This is the this is one of my favorites of doing this. Um, I had the I had an iPod Nano. I had my sister's iPod Nano at the time, mm-hmm. and I was in middle school when I had this thing. I'm walking down the street, going home from school, and it's like a an hour walk to get home. So it's like all right, I'm gonna blast some music. I don't care. I'm blasting Lady Gaga, David Guetta. Usher, and then uh, I go in. The, I go on my computer to go and uh, you know, like burn some CDs or whatever. My albums that I had, I had right. Michael Jackson on there too, and I was like, I, I had the 25th anniversary thriller on there. And, nice. I, and my dad comes up and says, "Out of all the music you have, the Thriller album is the best one that you have, and not even close." And I'm like, yep. t- and I'm like, what are you talking about? Lady Gaga's awesome. And I had the Fame album. I remember that. And I had the Black Eyed Peas on there. I had two Black Eyed Peas mm-hmm. albums on there. And he's like, "Follow me." And I t- he takes me down to his office in the basement, and he has a tower. Like, holy crap! He has a tower of CDs. Mm-hmm. That dates back to the to the late sixties. Dying, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm going to burn your. I'm do, I'm going to burn you some CDs for you." And 
and he burns me. Led Zeppelin's one through four. Um, nice. Pink Floyd's The Wall, Dark Side of the Moon. Um, what's his face? The Wish You Were Here album. I, I still have them, which is great. Hold on, I gotta find them. Give me a second. Um, Steely Dan, The Beatles, Abbey Road, Blue Easter Cult, Skinnerd, Animals by Pink Floyd, Tom Dying. Petty and the Heartbreakers, ACDC, Gets Even Better, I'm like, Kansas is in there somewhere, tons of Clapton, and it, like, I think there was like 30 CDs that he burnt in there. Holy crap. And that, and Understand how my dad is. My dad raised me with Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, etc. Like that right. era of music. And I will I will die on this hill. And I will say the 90s was the last great era of music. I will mm-hmm. die on that hill. And anyone who says otherwise, I will fight them. In a corner with a guitar in my hands like Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> and... I look back and I I look back and I say thank god my dad was into that music. Thank god. It's honestly like you probably the you probably can attest to this as well. And <laughs> last story before we get, before we get going. Um my grandmother introduced me to jazz. My late grandmother introduced me to mm-hmm. some jazz. And we're going back, and, and like there was a story that we'll never forget. Do you remember Engelbert Humperdinck? Oh yeah. Oh my God, you're gonna love this then. So, <laughs> so. Oh yeah. My grandmother had an obsession with Engelbert Humperdinck, an absolute obsession. She had a ticket. I will never forget this. A ticket in like the main hallway of her house. Mm-hmm. Of an Engelbert Humperdinck concert. It's her holding the very same poster that's framed on that very wall. Engelbert, I have loved you since nineteen since nineteen seventy two, or whatever it was. Wow. And I was like, that's great. And then at her funeral, I oh, this is fucking awesome. And at her funeral, um, we're telling stories left and right. And the one story that always stuck with me is. That same concert that she went to, that she had the poster with, my grandfather's mm-hmm. with her, and he's ex-Navy, so you can tell how like serious and stern-toned he is. You know, he's the Navy. He's Navy. Right. So, Engelbert is uh, singing his encore song in a uh, a man without love. I think it was. Um, he calls her up on stage. <laughs> Whoa. It gets better. You'll love this. So she's dancing with him. Like he's slow dancing with her at the very end of the song. When he's done singing his high note, she grabs him by the face. I'm talking lip lock and everything, man. Your face. Whoa. Your fucking face. <laughs> wow. And my grandfather's just sitting there like <laughs> cross armed. Enjoy the moment. It's just like. And- <laughs> And I will joke about it. It's like my grandfather got cucked by Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh, that's just funny. It's just it's funny to think about because like that that that's music. That's just that's music. That well, brings that's me, music. Yeah, it's just it's memories that like brings you back. 
into a time that's like, where the hell, where the hell was, where the hell is this good music? Where is it nowadays? Where is this shit now? I really don't know where it's at. It's really, it's pretty much all over the place. And it's, if you really, if you actually have time and listen to, I know not all the time do I have it, but it's almost, almost every song has at least borderline the same type of lyrics to it. Yeah. I hear you. I don't know. It's just not entertaining. It's not. There's no, there's no like enthusiasm. There's no inspiration behind it. There's nothing behind it. No, it's more. Really, if you want to be real about it, it's more towards, you know, certain types of music goes towards, you know, police and rapes and sexual acts and this, that. You know, the rock isn't rock what it used to be. I hate saying that. Not even close. Greta Van Fleet's the only great rock band that exists Mm -hmm. nowadays. Country. I think country's gotten better. Country's gotten gotten, better. It's gotten better. It really has. It's, it's just, it's not what it used to be, sadly. George Strait. King George. King George. Yeah. I like George Strait. Love George Strait. Love it. He's the GOAT. Speaking of desert and country, did you see the Phoenix Suns trade? Sure did. I will tell you firsthand, John is pissed. Because John is the big John is I, I'm pretty sure out of the three of us, you, me, and John, mm-hmm. I think John beats us in basketball knowledge. Oh, by far. I'm pretty sure he beats us in basketball knowledge. So he texted me. I texted him the trade, and oh, this is going to be great. Um, I texted him Bradley Beal to the Suns. <laughs> So he has. So we have D, Devin Booker, KD, and Beal. Who is passing? Mm-hmm. And I said, and DeAndre in Chris Paul trade oh, to Washington. God. He's going to be sent to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who's the primary ball handler? Who runs the offense? KD isn't a power forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landry Shamet and second round pick swaps. Booker and Beal are best at scoring and shooting. As is Kevin Durant. Suns do ownership toxic in its own way. Traded all the deaths for Katie and Beal. Kept an underperforming Aiden. Watched Mikael Bridges put up all-star numbers in Brooklyn pretty much as soon as he got the green light to be the first option with the Nets. Who's playing defense, I said. I'm sounding the alarm on Phoenix, and it will take a very deep playoff run next year to change my mind. They fired Monty mm-hmm. Williams during all of this, too. I blame new owners as there is... as I blame the, this new owner as soon as... He came and things started getting weird and very reactionary there. Think about this. KD had an elite level ball hander alongside him in his whole fucking career. <laughs> and that's because most teams don't how to understand that when you have a player like that, you get him a fucking point guard who can get the ball to him. Booker and Beal are shooters. Aiton is pretty much there still because Brooklyn didn't want him. They wanted mm-hmm. Bridges in the KD trade, and Phoenix said, okay, no resistance, even though Phoenix could have waited till the offseason to make said trade and likely would have had more leverage by then. Yep. <laughs> However, so compared true. to the Rudy Gobert and Kyrie Irving trades, this is a massive win. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Phoenix definitely won that, but 
No, they did I really, not. <laughs> I really, uh, I really don't know what Phoenix is trying to do. I kind of like to know if KD had some say in that because oh. <laughs> is that, that a was, question? in my opinion, a Trey. Really, one I didn't see. Two. Bill likes to shoot. Booker really likes to shoot. KD thinks he can still shoot, but he can still play from time to time. If he can play. If he can still play. And half the time he's sitting on the bench because he has a thumb injury and a pinky injury and his pinky toes. Or his dick hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of dick, Zion Williamson. Dude. Oh, we'll get to that later, but continue with the Suns. Real quick, no, the Suns, I, I'm with you. It's going to have to take an NBA. It's really going to have them win a championship for me to really um, buy into what they're trying to do. I don't see what they're trying to do besides bringing a lot of all-stars and hope that wins for them in Phoenix. And who's the coach? Frank Vogel. Yep. I loved him in Indiana. I loved him with the Pacers. Very mm-hmm. good with the Pacers. Yeah. Unfairly treated by Indiana because Paul George is oh, a fucking tool. Far. Because Paul George is a tool. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, by four. He got screwed in Indiana. <laughs> John has been pissed off the last few days because not only of the Phoenix Suns trade, the Hockey Hall of Fame got announced today. <laughs> Who made it? Uh, I have the list in front of me. Well, obviously, Hammer Glunquist made it because, of course, he did. Um, right. Pierre Turgeon made it, former Islander. Nice. Ken Hitchcock made it. Okay. And here's... and. You and I are both of the gen- of the of the era of hockey fans. We remember the 2006 Hurricanes. Oh yeah, the captain was Ron Brindamore. Mm-hmm. He's got nearly 1,200 points. Mm-hmm. He did not make it. What? It gets even better. Curtis Joseph, right, did not make it. Wow! It gets even better. Alex oh, McGinley. Boy. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah. He did not make it for like the 10th year oh, in a row. Oh, my God. <laughs> the I good like news is Hitch why. made it. Hitchcock made it. He deserved it. Absolutely. He I fucking say, deserved yeah, it. If he didn't make it, that whole thing is it's still screwed regardless. But yeah, if Hitchcock didn't make it, I would really be concerned. Full list. Henrik Lundqvist, Todd, Braz- Todd Barrazzo, Pierre Turgeon, Mike Vernon, uh, Carolyn Coulette, Ken Hitchcock and GM uh, Pierre Lacriox, Le- or however the fuck you pronounce his name. He was with the Nordiques for a while and the Avalanche. Interesting. Not a bad class. Could have been better, though. I mean, it's Zion yeah. Williams' career in a nutshell. <sighs> I saw that. I was like, this is a gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking gold mine, dude. I don't. I don't. Have you been reading all those tweets? That oh my god, have baby, I been okay, so reading is she baby it? Baby number one or is she baby number two? Baby mama. Is she Which porn she star number read? three or is she porn star number five? And at this point, it might be sixty nine for all I know. Oh. Um, <laughs> I really fine don't. points. Give you. I'll give you that point. Just. I really. I'll give you that one. Those points. Give you that one. Um, dude, this is nasty, dude. This is funny. <laughs> it, no, it, no, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It <laughs> now we know why Zion can't be playing because 
You know, he, he's more... Now, I, now we know why his feet fucking hurt. <laughs> this whole thing's hilarious. I really... You know, I really don't care if she, about the sex tape if she has it and if she releases I don't really want to see that. But. Here's a great question. Is this the level of Paige and Xavier Woods sex tape, or is this like Kim Kardashian and Ray J sex tape? I'm thinking it's more Ray J and Kim Kardashian, dude. Where does this rank on the Hall of Fame levels of sex tapes? Where does this rank? I'm very curious now. Dude. Because the whole reason why Paige was famous was because of that sex tape. Exactly, yeah. No, absolutely. No, dude, for real. Xavier Woods is still in the WWE for two reasons. One, because he's a multiple-time tag team champion. And two, that sex tape. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. Where would that rank? I'm sure. It's up there. It's it's fucking top five for sure. Jamal Murray won an NBA Finals because of not only his great basketball skill, but because of accidentally mm-hmm. putting his dick on Instagram Live. <laughs> Dude, let's just be honest. We, this is, you know, I'm not making light of this Zion Williamson issue, but it's he gets straight to the mix. Good with, fucking luck because there's strip clubs everywhere in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in Nassau County, Long Island. I can attest to this. What would you get good fit for Zion? Not even close New to York would be, New York would be hilarious. Not even close. That'd be funny. I would want him to trade the Knicks specifically for the comedic factor. That would be hilarious. And also Miami. Is Miami still going to keep their arena name or Bang Bros? Or is that still a go? <laughs> They fucking really do that. Do they really? I don't know. Somebody said that. Uh, who was that in the? Uh, who what tag team was that? W. Oh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, yes. the Banger Bros. Yes. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, there's no lawsuit coming anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> I love that soundboard. Zion Williamson, you're bet you. How many kids do you think he has? Oh, God. Great like, question. Th- with this coming out, dude, I'm kind of wondering now. There was an like, episode of CSI. I, can't, I think it was CSI where, like, there was this dude who... No, it wasn't. It was, like, Law and Order or some shit. Um, this dude had, like, 90-something children. And I was like, how the mm-hmm. fuck... Do you have 97 kids? And then I, I watched the it. show. And I was like, oh, that's how. You pulled, you took a fucking clothespin needle mm-hmm. and poked it through the con. I was like, you sick fuck. Yeah. No, I'm good on that. I can't know. Mm-hmm. I Definitely couldn't do 97, but power to Zion. I mean, I hope he, uh, he, I hope he plays more because, uh, you know, if not... We know why, but his dick must be immaculate. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, tell your fucked up joke. Tell your fucked up joke. I got one for you. I got one. Oh god! Do you know? Do you know a Nantucket? Do you know the song Nantucket Sleigh Ride mm-hmm. by Mountain? Speaking of music, um, so for those who do not know what a Nantucket Sleigh Ride is. It's where it's back in the old days of whaling, 
where you yep. you're on the, you're on a small boat and you harpoon the back of a whale and the whale takes you for a ride. Um, also known as Zion Williamson railing a fat chick in a nutshell. <laughs> That's just mean. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I can't even be mad. <laughs> if you're mad at me for that, people, audience, if so, you're mad at me for that, for making that joke, you do not have a great sense of humor because that shit's hysterical. <laughs> so, question, Dan. I got one for you. So, Go question. Go on. <laughs> God. So when Zion Williamson goes to jail because he can't keep up with his child support payments, oh, no. who's going to be top or bottom, John Morant or Zion Williamson? Oh no! No! And is R. Kelly is R. Kelly there to be a referee, or is he going to join in? Oh, my mind's telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apparently, apparently, John Morant likes to wave pistols in the air. Where's Ben? <laughs> Where's Ben Roethlisberger when you need him? <laughs> oh God, different situation, but just as bad. Big Ben. God, Christ! I don't know. Ask Tyreek Hill. He knows how to. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is Michael God. Sam being split roasted in there? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I missed this. <laughs> All right, Zion, pull a, oh, you know, pick one for the team, homie. Take one for the team, I'm bro. Sure, I'm sure John Moran ain't pecking like you are, apparently. <laughs> I just want a picture. I just, I just picture. I just want a picture for everyone out there. Zion Williamson and John Moran are both in jail. R. Kelly's the ref. <laughs> and they're taking turns with Michael Sam. I guess he thought he was gonna have an NFL career because he came out. Oh God! If anything, it made his career worse. Oh fuck! We are ruthless tonight. Oh God! Oh God! Release the tapes, Zion. Release them. Poor Zingas, the, the poor Zingas trade just fell apart. Oh, my God. Oh, did it? Yeah, he's no longer being traded at the Celtics. Uh, Wizards yeah, and Clippers uh, being engaged in a deal. Oh, thanks, you stadium. Oh, my God, that's fucking funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> text John. The- hey, John. Question. Mm-hmm. 
When Simon <laughs> and are in jail, are they taking turns <laughs> with Michael Sam? <laughs> and now we play the waiting game. <laughs> this is comedy. Uh, this is this is comedy. <laughs> Great. And you know the funny part about this whole thing? We're recording in June. It's Pride Month. If you want to look him up, oh, who, do, who do you got? Bill Kennedy is an NBA referee. Um, he can be the referee for the John Morant and Zion Williams oh. and Battle Jail Cell. Oh, Jesus. And if you read why, you would understand. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, that's enough of that. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, God. All right. My head hurts from so laughing so oh, much. Oh, my stomach. Oh, my God. John got back. What did he say? That would be imagine. incredible. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, it's just comedy. Oh, that's perfect. Crying with laughter. Oh, my God. Wow. Woof. Oh, my God. And the gym is, and the jail is in San Francisco. I'm sure Kevin Durant will make it there eventually. Jesus Christ, that's enough of you. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck, we are brutal. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, all right, are we done? Are we done? <laughs> are we done? It's, do you think Jason Collins makes his appearance known too? <laughs> Where's Dennis Rodman in all this? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> too recent. Too recent, but we can't say Carl Nassib. He's out. Yeah, he's definitely out right he's now. He's out of there. Yeah. He's out of there. Too well, recent. He's, he's <laughs> way too he's recent. recent. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> oh god. I'm not gonna sleep right. 
that's enough of that. Wait. <laughs> Dude, change the subject real quick. Real quick. The fucking did you, Yankees. Did you see, did you, <laughs> the Yankees suck. Oh my god. The Yankees just suck, dude. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Did you see that uh, shark attack? Which one? They're fucking the everywhere. Uh, surround- I'm surrounded by water, bitch. <laughs> the one. <laughs> I'm on a be- fucking island. <laughs> At least you're not surrounded by Zion Williamson. Shut uh, up. <laughs> uh, the one that was in. Uh, what was it, Egypt or somewhere over in India or something like that where the guy got the uh, tiger shark? Okay, so people are losing their shit. Like, we have to stop. We need. We have to put shark attack awareness. Like, um, Sherlock, you do realize that we are literally their bitch, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like, I, I, read, I read the comments on this. And I'm and I'm like, okay, there's some smart people here. It's like, really? No shit. That's in the fucking water. What'd you expect? And some mm-hmm. genius said, what'd he do to piss off the shark? Or what was he wearing? Well, it don't matter what he's wearing. You're in shark's territory. I feel for him. I mean, obviously, he's passed yeah, he's on. Dead. But... He's dead. He's I mean, dead. You can't feel bad for him. He's dead. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I feel for his family, but that I mean that stuff just like you know if you go down to the swamps of Florida, you're gonna run across. See, I don't see. I will see. I'll fuck with the ocean. I will. I I I will see. Like I will cheat death in the ocean. Mm -hmm. I do not know what's in those swamps. No, do they blend in? Oh my god! It's like I look at these. I look at like I look at the show Swamp People. And I see, mm-hmm. the, I see these tough ass sons of bitches, like going barefoot into the right. into the swamp. And I'm like, how in Kentucky Fried finger licking, titty twisting McFuck are you doing that? Yep. Like that's just that. Like you have some, you have some balls to do that. Mm-hmm. That's just a certain level of balls to go and do that. Oh. That's just like you're you're either on something or just like nah man I I'm gonna die eventually but I'm I'm gonna go out swinging. I see gator I see like gator wrestlers. How do you wrestle an alligator? I know I, I know Muhammad know. Ali did it, but like holy shit, he's awesome, Muhammad Ali. Oh, rest in peace. But that dude was a legend. Okay, what would you rather? Okay, what would you rather do? What would you rather do? Swim in open and shark infested waters, mm. or go in gator filled swamps. What's a quicker way to go? Sharks, dude. No gators. You think gators will? Well, I found this out. The sharks the are based, sharks are like dogs in a sense. Oh lord! Oh, just hear me out. Just hear me out. Because I went shark diving twice. And I can attest to this. They will circle you, but unless you piss them off, they will not bother you. Like you, if you piss them off, or you, or they smell a drop of blood on you, they will not bother you. They just won't. They'll check hmm. you out. They'll right, check you out, and be like, especially the white sharks. They're like they'll they'll just like check you out, but we don't taste good to them. Well, I would doubt it. No, 
alligators are like alligators are like those guys in the mukbang videos they're just like eat food seafood eat food they're nick avocados in the wild oh god that's brutal well, if that's the case, if, I mean, if I had it, yeah. I feel bad for that guy. I, I mean, I do, but well, I, I don't. Do, no. Well, I don't to an extent to where, obviously, when you get out in the ocean, you know what's, I mean, you have the it's a 50-50 chance that you know what's going to happen. I do at the same time, because you can hear in the video him yelling for, you know, help and towards his dad and towards a woman that was crying. I don't know if that was his wife or girlfriend. I don't know who that was. But... Um, <clears throat> In that case, you get a rifle and just. All right, if it hits something, either way. Exactly. That's why <laughs> either way, it hits something. So long. Either him or the shark. <laughs> I'll be like me if, if I know I'm about to die, just shoot me, make it just real quick. Just shoot me. I don't fucking care. It's like I'm gonna die anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just give him the whole body at this point. It's like Jesus, like putting a dog down. Hmm. That's just sad. That's, That's bad. Oh, bad. no! Rest in peace to to the dude. But yeah, rest in peace. No. To the, rest in peace to the dude. But like, don't fuck with sharks, please. Just don't. Yeah, please. Yeah. That's common no. sense. That's just that's just common fucking sense, please. I think I would what rather I'd rather go in shark infested waters because not only are there gators in the swamps, there are also like spiders in there. There's snakes in there. Snakes. Mm-hmm. They're like God knows fucking one in there. And that's like sure. we're we're literally nature's bitch. Oh, absolutely. We literally dude. are. And like every time I see these people they're like, we have to defend nature, I'm like, nah, motherfucker, we're their bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> I got one. I got one. I got one for... Nature is like fifty shades of gray, but the roles are reversed. <laughs> Where nature's the dominatrix. <laughs> just, just Michael Sam in like spandex. <laughs> oh god, that's enough of that. Get that image out of my head, please. The only thing. Which button is that? No, wrong one. Thank you. God. Oh, God. The only thing, dude, is nature still continues to spread across this country just like Zion's seeds. (laughs) We are on a fucking roll today. (laughs) That's what I'm going to call Zion's seeds. And what's funny, dude, is this. This is the best highlight of his career. <laughs> oh, God, that's even better. He scored off the court more than he did on the court. I mean, let's be fair here. Let's be fair Heck here. Heck of a college player. <laughs> let's be fair How is it? Yeah. Let's be fair here. If you were in Zion Williamson's shoes, would you give a shit? <laughs> dude, he's... Motherfuckers making millions of like tens of millions of dollars to sit on the bench hurt because he banged some porn broads. He just took it too rough and he had to go sit down for a while. That was all. I gotta call the the boys at 69 Whiskey. They would fucking love this shit. (laughs) That's a podcast you would fucking love to have on. Dude. 
I love those guys. Oh, God, get them on here. I love those guys. Woof. That's just funny. That's really funny. Now, that was interesting. That whole, I still like to read those, read the tweets. They're pretty, pretty freaking hilarious. And then, of course, what even makes it more funny is when people like to chime in on the tweets and they tweet their own stuff, too. I'm like, you guys realize that regardless, this is hilarious. Oh, this is fucking comedy gold. Oh, oh dude, it's it's wonders. It actually so makes Twitter worthwhile. So much comedy. It's like Zion. It's like the whole AEW bullshit with CM Punk and the Young Bucks. Oh, absolutely, dude. Did you see Collision? By the way, I don't know if you saw the new, the debut episode. No, I totally forgot about it. I'm not going to lie. I saw clips of it. But I know Punk is back, though. Punk is back. CM Punk is back. And I was like, motherfucker, he's going to throw some nuclear heat. Knowing CM Punk the way we do, from his days Mm -hmm. of Ring of Honor, TNA, ECW, WWE, it's like, okay, if we know anything about CM Punk... He holds grudges and will fucking unleash your ass. Mm-hmm. So he did not hold anything back, and it was glorious. It was fucking he looks beautiful. Good, dude. He looks good. What is he? Forty five. Forty five. Yeah, he's got to be just mid forties. Oh, absolutely. I'm pretty sure he's forty five. Um, no, dude, he looks good. That. He does look good. One of those. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, gotcha. I got gotcha. you. Um. No, he looks he looks good, dude. That's also how so you have AJ Lee as your wife. Oh, dude, absolutely. I mean, would you rather be He'll be forty five this year, so yeah, forty five. Okay. So okay, here's here's a great question here. Would you rather be CM Punk married to AJ AJ Lee or Brock Lesnar married to Stacey Gabler? Is it Stacey Cleaver he's married to? Mm, I think so. I'm yeah. gonna Google this. All right, fucking who? Who is Brock Lesnar married to? I I want to say it's Stacy. I want to say got Sable. I was very close. Oh, that's that's even eh. man. Eh. I bet she looks rough now, though. I mean, she looks like every generic soccer mom, divorced housewife. That's taking pretty. the divorce money wife she does so I'm going very specific punk. very specific description there yeah Jesus I'm Lord. going I'm going punk yeah I don't blame you I would too AJ Lee had a new photo of her that mm-hmm. came out recently she looks good she's ripped there's a there's a fucking question I need to talk to you about um did you see the new women's titles for WWE that yes, came out? Yes, I've seen so, all of them, yeah. Okay. Let's put this into context of what happened here. So, um, Asuka beat uh, Bianca Belair at Clash of Champions, or Night of Champions, mm-hmm. for the then Raw Women's Championship, which became the WWE Women's title. Because Oscar mm-hmm. got the redesigned belt. And Rhea Ripley's SmackDown Women's Championship became the Women's World Championship. I mm-hmm. think. 
I think I could be right. Or I could be right or horrifically wrong. Um, but guess who fucking comes out the second Oscar gets her belt? Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. And here's what pisses me off. I side with Bianca Belair for this. Because Bianca is turning full fucking heel on this. Mm-hmm. And she's a hundred percent right. Because okay. Charlotte Flair is combined between NXT and WWE with the Divas titles, the NXT women's titles, Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. She has won sixteen championships. Right. Outside of the tag team titles, which she's won, I think, once. So she's a 17-time champion. Mm-hmm. But a 14-time women's champion. Yep. Let's be clear with this here. She is the John Cena of women's wrestling, where it's like he shows up and demands the title shot, he gets it. Granted, gets we it, love yeah. John Cena. We love mm-hmm. our we loved our John Cena time. We did. And then Charlotte Flair is like, just go away. I want you to name five women outside of the top dogs in the women's division that are more deserving than Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Bailey, and Ronda Rousey. Go. Because I can name five right out of the gate. Oh, well, let me look at the roster. I know there's been a lot of changes here lately. Yeah, some of them are in NXT. Um, yeah, no. Um, where are they at here? I would still say. Uh, oh yeah, here. I'll go. give you a hint. Three of them are former NXT Women's Titles title holders. Do you think Tiffany um, Stratton would have a chance? No, too early. Way too, too early. early. Way too early. What about Raquel? Absolutely. Absolutely. You put Raquel Rodriguez now, so if you, against. If you Ra- put Raquel, now who do you think she'll go after? Rhea. Not even close. That'd be it, amazing. That'd be amazing. That'd be a nice That'd matchup. That'd be incredible. Bro. So there's two that I would have said. Uh, one of them is currently Ronda Rousey's tag team partner. Oh, um. Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. How the fuck she hasn't won a women's title outside of NXT is beyond me. <laughs> That's the only thing with WWE. I'm still. I wish, you know, regardless if it's a Triple H or somebody else, Chelsea Green is the other one that I'm thinking of. Chelsea Green um, should have won a title at least once in her career. They just keep with these. They keep hanging on with these storylines, like Charlotte Flair. The bloodline is interesting, but the bloodline cinema. That's yeah, that's been a cinema. great. That's been a great storyline. It's predictable because we all eventually saw it, but yeah. but still nice. The Judgment Day. I don't know what's going on with this thing. I don't know where they want trying to take, you know, take this thing to. But with the women's though, dude, real quick, they just they're hanging on to Charlotte. That's what I don't like. They're hanging on to they Charlotte just, and Becky like, man, like a child hanging on to their favorite doll. Exactly. It's like, let these young books go at it, man. I mean, I get it's all storyline, but I mean, I get you now that whole thing, but man, you got to draw something else because this is just ridiculous. 
Well, Bianca Belair said it pretty fucking much best. Shari Flair walks in after two and a half months of being away and gets a title shot. Meanwhile, I have to work my ass to do everything, carry this woman's division for as long as she did. Mm-hmm. She held the title for a year and a half. Yeah, she held the whip. She held the Robins title for a year and a half. That's impressive for as much as much competition she got. Oh, absolutely. The one where I think is going to have an interesting one is Rhea Ripley. Because that woman deserved that title shot. She deserved to win the Rumble from number one, ran the table, and kicked the shit out of Charlotte Flair. Mm -hmm. Deserved to win that title. And Io Sky is the other one. Io Shirai, who's who's another NXT Women's title holder. Um... Zoe Stark, I think, in the younger department in the rookie class. I could see that. She's going to be in there soon. Um, There's an argument there for... There's an argument there for Trish. For Trish Stratus. But then again, then again. I mean, for the nostalgia factor. Right. Because I'm pretty sure younger us would have loved to see Trish Stratus back then. Well, yeah. yeah More you than me, her. but like, you know what I mean. Yeah, I was going to say, watching you know, her growing up was nice, along with you know Lita and Keebler and Sable. And I'm jealous of Kenny. I'm jealous of our friend Kenny, the sports guy, because he, he's like decently good friends with Trish. Lucky bastard. He, he saw CP3, dude. Yeah, I know. Did you see that? Son mm-hmm. of a bitch. Yeah, he's he's going to town. Um, Good for him. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the women's division isn't not what it used to be. At least I, you know, I, I'll speak on that because I remember growing up watching it was really, really good. Yeah, it was it's fucking to, awesome. It's, it's it's amazing. It's trying to get there. I, I can tell that they're trying to. Yeah, they're trying to get it there, but they, they haven't had a really good class of women's wrestlers mm-hmm. since. The main event of WrestleMania 35, where it was Becky Lynch, Shara Flair, and Ronda Rousey, winner take all. And that was a fucking great match. But, like, yeah, I look back and everything, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what happened? Like, really? You you can't get one really good women's wrestler. Cora mm-hmm. Jade. Cora Jade in NXT is a perfect mm-hmm. example. How the fuck she is in the NXT women's title holder at least twice is beyond yeah. me. How the hell is Tiffany Stratus? How the hell is Tiff Stratus? The f- or Tiffany Straten or how the fuck you pronounce her name? <laughs> how the hell is she the NXT women's title yeah. holder, not Cora Jade? Cora Jade has women's title hold, holder written all over her ass. Now, literally, uh, Shawn, now Shawn Michaels is the storyline creator for NXT, right? Shawn Michaels is in Triple H's role in NXT when he ran that's NXT. Right. That's that's right, his uh, job. Gotcha. He's doing a good job. He really is. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. And then it just it, it annoys me because I mean. At the same point, I, I, I look at the I look at the roster and I keep hearing the same shit, which is trust the process. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. trust the process. K 
Carrying Cross, perfect fucking example. Carrying Cross was back after is in his second stint with WWE, and for the mm-hmm. first time, his wife. By the way, the best bombshell on the entire roster is Scarlett Bedrow. Right. Not even close. No. Mm-hmm. She wrestled for the first time in, in, in her time in WWE ever on Friday. Ever. And I'm like, okay, you're getting somewhere, which is good. Karrion Cross is the perfect example of a guy that, like, okay, should have won from should have won at least a United States title in our time, in his time. Because he's that level of a powerhouse. And I'm like, okay, trust the process. Gunther, another example. Actually not a great mm-hmm. example because he's going to break Honky Tonk Man's record for the Intercontinental oh, I can, I He's going to break yeah. that record. There's no way he doesn't. Speaking of breaking records, who do you think is going to break uh, Roman Reigns? It's got Cody written all over it. You still think it's Cody? Yes, it's gotta be. Oh, okay. The question is when? Are we talking about New WrestleMania next year? <sighs> yes. Here's what I think is going to happen, and I, I, I'm harnessing my inner Jim Cornette. Um, Gunther's going to drop the title, the Intercontinental title, probably in the winter before the Rumble. He's going to win the Rumble next year. In turn, so he's going like to challenge ish. He's going to challenge for whoever holds the World Heavyweight Championship at that time. And Hmm. if what we predict is correct, because LA Knight is as over as Daniel Bryan ever was right now, which we'll get to that in a second, if LA Knight wins Money in the Bank in July and cashes in effectively on Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship... Just and Gunther, whoever holds the world heavyweight title at that point, Gunther's going to win the Rumble and challenge for that title. It makes too much sense because right. you you can't mess up what you already have with Cody and the Bloodline. You just can't. It's just spoon fed to you right there. And then in the Booker perspective, if Cody's going to enter the Elimination Chamber match, and whoever wins that match challenges Roman for the title in the main event of Mania next year in Philadelphia. Hmm. Book it, folks. That would be interesting. They gotta do something with Cody. He's, in my opinion, he's starting to, I think we're starting to kind of... Fade a little bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they don't do it, if they don't do it by WrestleMania next year, they do it by SummerSlam this year. Because I think that's the net, that's the probably the best opportunity to do it. Which is like, well, he's still got some fire in him and before he doesn't get too stale. Any chance we could see Jimmy or Jay try to make a run for the title? Jimmy, uh, not not Jimmy, Jay, 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 Jay absolutely. I could see, I could see Jay. Jay. Too much sense, too much sense to me. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of curious because I know, you know, obviously Roman wants to be more at home, which I get. I mean, I'm not. I don't blame him on that. Motherfucker, when you have won as many titles as he has and as far as long as he has, he's just cashing in after seven and a half years. Absolutely. Do you remember how much they were pushing him down our throats 
I'm mm-hmm. like, good God. He was great to watch, but annoying to listen mm-hmm. to. He was one of those guys who were like, okay, you're fun to watch, but you're annoying to listen to. Because, like, okay, there's nothing there. There's literally nothing there. Nothing. But, like, okay, you are a super heel, which is what you deserved to be. Mm-hmm. Can we destroy the Yankees now? Yeah, I, I, they, they're going to have to sail at this point. Thank you. Yeah, I've been saying this sail. for years. Just sell. You know, this could be the year that Cashman finally gets canned. I'm just going to go out there right now and say, unless they just come out of... the church bells of God hearing our calls that, that's, the, that's the church bells of the baseball gods hearing our prayers look at that, that's them, hear that, that's them that is them that's them going, yes motherfucker we hear you we will ask Brian Cashman for you Yankee fans because you have been so miserable with his incompetence as a GM, okay shut up angels, okay <laughs> shut up you know, I'm looking at the stand right now. They're, um, what are they? Half a game back. Look at their team um, batting average with and without Aaron Judge. Look it up. Oh, it's 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 horrible, dude. It's it's like 250 or 280 with Judge, and without him, it's like just about 200. It's historically bad. Historically bad. Like, Anthony Rizzo's batting average is, like, 130. What the fuck happened to him? I I really do. I think if this team... I think here, you know, we're... Obviously, we just got the win against Seattle today, but... um, I don't know. I think that this team can easily sell. They're not going to do it, though. That's the problem. They're not going to do it. I wouldn't. I mean, you got a lot of young pieces. I don't know who we would give up. That would be eh, no big deal. I will tell you this, Um, Mike. I will tell you this. I say Cashman's gone, though. I say not only is Cashman gone, but everyone outside of Volpe, Judge, and Cole are available. Not even close. End of discussion. When's Dayton's contract up? Do we know? I think it's in three years. God dang it. I think it's in three years. Because when did he sign that contract with the Marlins? Oh, Lord. 2017? Yeah. I think it's in three years. (laughs) I think it's three years, yeah. No, they got to, you know, I don't know what the sell pieces are for them, but they're going to have to do something. But I, 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 yeah. I think regardless if the if if they don't win the World Series, and I still think even if they won the World Series, I still think he's gone. Why? They're not even going to make the fucking playoffs at this rate. When no, Baltimore win. is extremely better than when Baltimore, Baltimore, a perennial trash dump for the last half decade. When the so Orioles still- are better than you, you have a problem. So stand. Oh Lord, this is not what I thought it was. When. The Tampa Bay Rays, who have like a $130 million payroll, 
are significantly better than you, you have a problem. So, uh, Giancarlo Stanton has a 2028 club option. Oh, dear Christ. Really? And then he becomes an unrestricted free agent in 29. Fuck. So, we got a long time to go. See, I love the Stanton trade when it was made. Well, of course. It was terrible for the Marlins, but, like, good God. Like, how could you not want Stanton for cheap at that point? I think 90% yep. of the GMs would have gone, yep, give, give me, give me, give me, give me. But now I'm like, the problem with Stan, it's not, it's not Stan that's the problem. It's not, it's not Rizzo that's the problem. It's not Judge that's the problem. It's the entire fucking team. The problem with yeah, analytics, and this, just, um, this is the problem with analytics, Mike. This is the fucking giant problem with analytics. I don't care that the analytics says you hit, you win more games by hitting more home runs. I do not care. When you can't hit a fucking baseball to save your life, mm-mm. you have a problem. Luis Alvarez of the Miami Marlins is going to hit 400 batting average this year. Mm-hmm. He's going to break that record by Ted Williams. He's going to break Teddy's record. And that should be a sign, particularly to the teams like the Yankees. Don't get me started on the Mets, because I could go on a tirade up the Mets. That will last two hours. What's funny is the two teams that has struggled the most this year have the two highest payrolls hitting into 23. The Mets with being first and the Yankees being second. The Mets beat the Yankees in payroll by $100 million. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Mm -hmm. And they're terrible. They're worse. Mm -hmm. When the Mets beat you in payroll and still suck more than you do... That's just impressive. That's just beyond impressive. Well, once again, the Yankees pitching has become an issue, but the hitting doesn't help the pitching. Nope. Garrett Cole's about the only one that can pitch, I think, and Judge can about the only one that can hit. Um, No, I I think – I don't know who they gave up. I, I really think I, I'm a huge fan of Luis Severino, but I think his time's up. He's done. I would trade Severino. I would trade Cortez. Um, I would trade Nestor Cortez. I would trade. I would trade Torres. I would trade Andujar. I would trade LeMayhew. And see, I would try to see what you can get out of for Glaber Torres. You can get a lot really? for Torres. You can really get a lot for Torres. He's still Come young. His contract uh, courtesy of Spot Track, and uh, you know he has arbitration again next year. He's unrestricted in twenty five. I mean, he's still why young. Not try to see what. Yeah, why not try to see what you can get out of him while he's still in control of the contract? So now the Yankees got to do something. I'm disappointed. Not what I thought. Um, Cashman's got to go. I think he's overstayed his stay at this point. Yep. Yeah, I think he's done. Oh, yeah. And rightfully so. Let's see you, Cashman. Bring in Derek Jeter. Don't. No, 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 no. I speak for Dan Lebitard <laughs> in the Moron fan base. Don't. Don't. No, I don't, don't. see that. Don't. 
I like reading all these Yankees people, though. They That's who they were. I'm like, no, if you guys would know what would happen. If you actually paid attention to the Marlins mm. and the rest of baseball, mm. you would know that Derek Jeter destroyed that team. Just yeah, dismantled that, was... that team. Well, the first clue is when he traded Stanton back. He traded Stanton to New York for absolutely nothing. Trade Christian Yelich for nothing, too. Mm-hmm. That was terrible. Um, did you see Luke Wilson on uh, KJ Wright's podcast before? Mm-mm. So Luke Mm-mm. Wilson, former Seahawk tight end Luke Wilson, was on uh, All Day with KJ Wright podcast with KJ Wright, former Seahawk linebacker KJ Wright and G. Scott of uh, over the, over in Seattle. And oh, you're gonna love this. He ripped apart, ripped apart. Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, Daryl Bevel, the Max Unger wow. trade for Jimmy Graham ripped them to shreds. And I was like, someone finally says it. It took a little bit, but they, someone said it. He basically said to the point, it was like, if Jimmy, if Max Unger does not get traded for Jimmy Graham, if that trade does not happen, they're back in the Super Bowl. Wow. He said he said that. He's like, Max Unger was the team captain. He was their captain. I understand what back then I understand why they did it. I yeah, understand completely why they did that trade. Because at the time your only offense was Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. I understand why they did it. And Mickey Loomis, the Saints GM, said, Hey, We'll, we want your first-round pick and Max Unger, and we'll give you Jimmy Graham. Fully guaranteed. Like, done. I would have made that deal. I still would have made that deal. I still have his jersey. I don't give a shit. I love Jimmy Graham. And Luke Wilson said best. If Jimmy Graham does not get traded, we're talking about Jimmy Graham as the greatest tight end in NFL history. Hmm. That's the trajectory he was on. And he's right. Interesting. 2013, Jimmy Graham was an animal. Oh, absolutely. Jimmy Graham has for four or five years in the league was damn near unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You could not cover him at all. Just could not. And <sighs> there were a couple of trades that I could mention here that just like confused the shit. I mean, the Percy Harvin deal is another one, but that that wasn't nearly as bad. Um, no. But he basically says, like, yeah, Daryl Bevel and P. Carroll made that call wow. at the one-yard line. Yeah, it's like that was their call. That was it. That was their call. That was Ross pitched the idea. P. Carroll and Daryl Bevel made that call. Like, 90% of the time, we run Marshawn Lynch in the fullback, Robert Turbin in the backfield. Turbin and, and Lynch in the backfield. You are Marshawn Lynch in the middle. Max Ungerly in the way. We win the Super Bowl. They're Mm back-to-back champions. That that is the greatest dynasty that never fucking happened. Mm -hmm. And it pisses me off every fucking day. They're like, every time I see that play happen, where Butler picks off that pass on the one-yard line, I want to punch a hole in the wall. Because that is a dynasty that never happened. That is a dynasty that should have happened. This is a team that should have won at least three of the next five Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. 
You keep that team together, they're winning championships. Absolutely. Not even close. And maybe Russell Wilson doesn't end up with you guys in Denver. That one play mm-hmm. changed the entire outcome of the history of the NFL. Well, in the last seven years. In the last, not even the last seven years, the last 10 years. That one play. One play changed the outcome of NFL history. And he went on on, on our tirade saying, like, yeah, Russell Wilson was like absolutely one of the big problems to like he wanted he wanted full control, he wanted this, he wanted that. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a great guy, but like there comes a point where you, where you put too much I in team mm-hmm. and then no longer becomes team. It becomes you. And it's just like it just, it just annoys me to no end because yeah, Russell Wilson is by far the greatest player in the history of the Seahawks. Actually, he's like third behind Walter Jones and Steve Largent. Honestly, yeah, Largent would definitely be Largent's there. that Yeah, Largent. Because right? Largent at the time was the greatest receiver ever. <coughs> You're old enough to remember the prime days of Steve Largent. Oh, yeah. Yoda. That man Tulsa caught kid. footballs without without gloves. Yep, Tulsa kid. Undrafted, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there are some people that are saying, oh, Russell Wilson deserved, didn't deserve to be treated that way. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? And some guy said on Instagram, was like, Russell Wilson is the single biggest reason why you won those games. Like, are you out of your mind? Wow. And I tore this guy a new ass. So it's like, first of all, first of all, you put Tavares Jackson yep. on that team, on the 2013 Seahawks, Russell Willis's numbers were average. I remember he threw 20 touchdowns and six interceptions that year. I mm. remember. I remember from the back of my head. He threw 20 touchdown passes to six interceptions. And that team won the fucking Super Bowl. By blowout. Mm-hmm. 43 to 8. Sorry. No biggie. Yeah, you won we won our one two years later. Oh yeah. Redemption. Yeah. It was meant to happen for Peyton. Oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Regardless. Um, and I was like, you're telling, you're telling me the greatest defense, one of the greatest defenses in NFL history isn't the reason why you won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me Russell Wilson destroyed the Broncos. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sure thing, pal. So Russell Wilson single-handedly shut down. Mm-hmm. The highest scoring offense in NFL history. <clears throat> yep. You're telling me that if it wasn't for Demarius Thomas scoring a touch, may he rest in peace, scoring mm-hmm. a touchdown, that game would have been a shutout. Mm-hmm. That would have been a shutout. The only shut, the first and only shutout in Super Bowl history. 
that game was a 43 to nothing shutout. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? I don't know. I mean, Mike, after after you hearing this, what do you think? Well, I think regardless, well, first off, I would think regardless uh, how many jokes we give you about the one yard line, I think I'd be the mo- that will go down as one of the stupidest and probably dumbest calls in the history of the Super Bowl. I, I don't see why anybody in their right mind wouldn't have ran that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't, I don't get that, but it reminds me, you know, the like you brought up the dynasty that never happened. It'd be interesting what would have happened had they won Super Bowl Forty Nine. It would have been interesting what they would have done. You know, could they would have kept their team together for that Super Bowl Fifty run? We, I mean, we don't know, but we don't know. It, yeah, we don't know. So don't know. it's interesting, but. Uh, no, the defense is, and just like Peyton Manning for Super Bowl 50, I'll play a non-biased standpoint. Uh, the defense for 50 is what gave Peyton the ring just as much as the defense for 48 gave Russ the, uh, the ring. If yeah. it wasn't for the defense, I mean, I can't. I We're having a different discussion about Russ's yeah, career. Exactly. We're having a different discussion of Peyton Manning's career. Peyton still goes in the Hall of Fame regardless, but like. Oh, uh, yeah. We're having a completely different discussion of Russell Wilson's <laughs> career. Not even, not even fucking close. Yeah, he'd be an average quarterback at very best. Tannehill, it'd be Ryan Tannehill. Speaking of the 2012 class, mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill is a first-round quarterback. I will never get that. Rode the tide hide on that one. That was just weird to me. That was Rode the so tide high. Wasn't he a Texas A&M high. guy? Wasn't he a Texas A&M? Mm-hmm. I about yep. to say, yeah, he was Texas A&M. Yeah, he was an Aggie. Who was the Alabama quarterback in 2012? Was it McCarron? Yeah. Yeah, it was um, Agent McCarron. Yeah, I remember, because yeah, they beat Notre AJ. Dame the same year. Yeah, because we beat him in his final game. Yeah, AJ. Right, because Trevor Knight went off. Mm-hmm. Trevor Knight went off in the Sugar Bowl. A bunch of players that nobody said we had a chance. Yeah, they went off. Yeah, we beat AJ in his last game. Um, yeah, it was AJ. That came from Bama that year, and I guess he's in the XFL is what I heard. I think but, he's in um, the XFL. That's a guy that I've been like, yeah, sure. I would have been like, <sighs> I've been like, yeah, he should have been a he should have been a starting quarterback at some point. Yeah, he just never really had that breakthrough moment or a breakthrough team to kind of help get that uh, get him to that case. But yeah, uh, Ryan, he's going to be the one that. Uh, yeah, he'll get those big contracts, but never produced anything. But hey, can't be mad at the guy. He got paid. Kenny Kenny says, "Larry Bur- saying Larry Bird wouldn't survive in today's NBA is beyond stupidity of the highest order. Larry Bird would average would average about forty five points per game. No play." No one plays defense anymore today. His three points percent should be would be shattering NBA record history. Interesting take. Hmm. <laughs> Apparently, someone in ESPN said that. Interesting. I have to watch the see kind of where he went from where where he came from. That that's that interesting. Shock me at all. No, ESPN's getting bad. Oh Jesus. Jesus. Just confuses the crap in me. Eh, we need, we need to know. Not much. 
Not a whole fucking lot, but... Who's replacing Shannon Sharp? Uh, I stopped caring. I'm trying to figure out how Skip Bailey still has a job, first of all. I stopped caring. I don't watch. I was just kind of curious. Um, it was... Maybe LeBron, since they love each other so much. Oh, my God. Oh, Ooh, Brian Danielson and Kazushi Okada. Nice. That's a fucking great man. If you don't know who Kazushi Okada is, by the way, for all you wrestling fans, just watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yep. He's basically New Japan's Ric Flair. Need I say more? The Nature Boy. Ric Flair. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, did you... Uh... What the fuck else is going on here? I I saw something. I can't remember what it is. Uh, did you see the Detroit Lions newest uh, helmets? I did. What the fuck is that? Like what the hell? I I kind of hope they don't start making their. Uh, I kind of hope they don't start uh, ruining what they got going on here because. Uh, um. Yeah, I saw the helmets though. It was quite, uh, quite interesting. I can make an argument though that Seattle's, that the Seahawks are doing the throwback uniforms mm-hmm. for one game against Cleveland. I'm like, oh, thank God, those are beautiful. I miss those. I, no, I actually did like those. The '80s ones. Those are fucking. Oh amazing. yeah, those are beautiful. Absolutely beautiful, bro. Yeah, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at just to kind of help regroup what I want to say about him. I don't know. It it looks really, really bad. It looks like a. I don't understand the two columns. I don't know what that's about. But uh, the tiger, the long tiger, the lion looks like something I would draw. You don't really know what it is. (laughs) Same city, Detroit Tigers. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, it could be a mixture. Maybe the lion and the tiger had a kid together. I don't really know. Um. Yeah, it's it's rough. That helmet is uh, nice color to it. I don't. Oh yeah, it's nice. Lion though. That's the columns. I don't get that at all. But yeah, the lion is interesting. Yeah, the helmets. I'm not really a huge fan of. I'm not digging it. How much stamina do you think Zion Williamson has? <laughs> Apparently, quite a bit. He must got some good endorsements by Blue True, by uh, oh, Blue True. Oh, Jesus. Hugh Hefner. Is he the new is he the new Hugh? No. Is he like Usher? Does he go six women at a time? What? Really? Have you not heard that, dude? I never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. That was I forgot what speaking, in, of, uh, speaking of music, hold on, give me a second. Interview. Yeah, there was a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but he kind of jokingly admitted to it. But I don't know if it was jokes because he laughed about it. it wasn't going to tell his personal biz. But there's a rumor out there due while years ago that he had a sixum. He had, um, I guess, theoretically five. Way? Theoretically, what Has five? Usher five women have a seven way or a six way. Six way, yeah. Can't find it. 
Interesting. Probably because, yeah. probably because it's bringing me up uh, Usher's song "My Way," <laughs> and then "Nice and Slow." Confessions Part Two. There's another good. There's another good R and B song, "Nice and Slow." I'm trying to write the description out of the podcast. Episode one one eighty two is Zion Seeds. That was so funny. Best forty five minutes of show history. Dude, that was classic. Description: Does Zion Williamson have a lot of stamina? Well, according well, to go his... back in two thousand, um, back in two thousand seventeen, there's a uh, Usher reportedly paid a woman one point one million because he allegedly infected her with herpes. Whoa! So there you go. According to the New York uh, Daily Post or whatever it's called up like over there. Wow! Yeah, New York Daily News. I don't know. I'm I'm tempted to put it in the description of the show. Will he survive one night with Michael Sam? <laughs> What's Michael Sam doing now? Doing I don't know. What is he up to? That's a good question. He was a good dude. He was a heck of a college player at Missouri. Oh yeah, he was. Um, he just. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he was trying to play the. I came out kind of thing to help kind of boost him to get drafted high. Or what? But he just he never he never panned out. <laughs> Literally, he never you know he never even, I don't think he even made the team. Uh, by the way, uh, where the fuck is it? Did you see Alex Shelley of the Motor City Machine Guns is the new mm-hmm. Impact World Champion? Really? He beat Steve Macklin, who uh, he beat Steve Macklin for the title, and then the same fucking night. His tag team partner, Chris Saban, won the X Division title. Nice. Now, under TNA rules, if you remember, the X Division title also has a hidden thing called Option C. Right. Does that become in play? Hmm. The world may never know. Because I don't care enough. TNA's kind of step back, but... That's it's gotten better. It's gotten better. No, it has. No, it has. Absolutely. It's gotten a lot better. Thank you. For, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in for episode 182 of Time to BS. Mm. This has gone for an hour and a half. Nice. Has it really? Holy shit. It's uh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. 128 and counting. Fuck. All right. Thanks for Thanks tuning in, ladies on. and gentlemen. My name is Sanders. Joining me is, of course, Area Type Podcast. Very old Michael. We're going to talk all the way from Oklahoma. Pleasure. As always, you appreciate it, my man. My name is Daniel Smooth, signing off, and I will see you all in this life or the next one. Have a good one, guys.